0: Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the bean for Wednesday. First, with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday. Uh, Fonterra, tough times. Fonterra? Does that mean tough time for farmers? Um, some explosive tattoo news to finish the pod with, but first up, uh, you know, that census that everybody thought was completely screwed. Yeah,
1: it was.
2: Is this all, uh, Liz McPherson's fault?
1: Well, the report that came out today uh, says that there were failings in the organisational structure, um, in the leadership uh, and in the governance uh, and in the culture of the census operation. Um, And Liz has taken accountability for the fact that those things occurred in her organisation on her watch.
2: How much responsibility
1: should you take, do you think? Well, there were six ministers uh, over the five years that the census was put together, and I specifically asked the independent reviewers if there was anything that I or any of the previous ministers could have or should have done differently. What they came back to us and said was, well, ultimately, ministers are actually only as good as the information that they are provided with. Um, And uh, what they say in the report is that big variances to the plan and key risks were not getting escalated, and they should have been.
2: So when did you realize that this was likely to be a stuff up?
1: Well, I mean, it kind of dripped out over over time. So we started to get a sense in the weeks following the census day itself that the response rate wasn't as good as it should have been. Uh, and Stats uh, StatsNZ started redeploying resources to try and drum that up. Um, but it wasn't until June when it was sort of you know they'd kind of gone to the end of that of that period where they were outdoor knocking So, that so, they, so Minister, they basically finalised it.
2: All those news stories in the lead up to the census, where people were saying we haven't got our census forms, then on arriving, you didn't hear any of that. You didn't read any of those news stories.
1: Oh, I read the news stories.
2: So that gave but, you uh, no indication that there was something wrong.
0: Yeah, I think we all saw this coming, didn't we? Uh,
1: even Marcus did. By the way, I just want to say something about that census. I was doing talk back on the station last year, the beginning of last year, before that census came out, and I had callers from Te Hapua to Bluff ringing up and saying what a disaster this was going to be. Everyone was saying it. No one took it seriously that it was going to be such a disaster. And, of course... It was a total disaster
0: so I think what we've learned from there is that uh, we should do the census via Newstalk ZB we should basically get people to ring in text and email in to Newstalk ZB and um, we'll just do the we'll just tell you it up and it'll be way more accurate than anything that the, the Department of Statistics seems to be able to come up with just an idea uh, now uh, Fonterra. Uh, yeah Ooh, two ouch.
3: Is Fonterra just enduring what plenty of other large New Zealand companies are going through? I know a number of companies who aren't paying bonuses. They aren't replacing staff. They're whipping on sales teams to try and generate more sales for the company. Times are tough for a lot of companies. Fonterra is not immune to the winds of economic change, especially when it's made some poor decisions in the past. Shane Jones says we've reached peak cow. I believe that was reached some time ago. But our farmers have become more efficient to compensate producing more milk from fewer cows. So the farmers are doing what they do. Is their cooperative just going through a tough time? You know, it is a tough time economically for many companies. Compound that with a few ill-advised business decisions While Spearings was at the helm, or is something more fundamental than that? How confident are you feeling if you are dependent on Fonterra for your livelihood? And that's not just farmers. Some of our rural towns are utterly dependent on a healthy, thriving farming community. In fact, New Zealand Inc. would probably sink to its knees in the event of a Fonterra fail. So how confident are you about the future of Fonterra? How confident are you about your future as a farmer, given much is being demanded of you? You're dependent on your co-op to provide you with a healthy living. Have we got the team there that can do it? Does there be, need to be major restructuring or just minor tinkering around the edges?
0: And, of course, um, nobody's more in touch with the plight of the farmers than Kate Hawkesby. Right. Right. She's a not quite sure what Kate's okay, connection with farming is. To be honest,
2: tough time to be a farmer these days. I really feel for them. Uh, they've been through lots of good and bad times, sure, but that's the nature of farming. But it feels like this current climate is really tough. Farming seems under fire from the government in a changing climate of new taxes, federal regulations, rules, costs more to be on a farm these days. And that's before we even get to Fonterra. After massive write-downs of its assets, they're forecasting a huge loss of around $675 million. That's the second biggest loss since it began 20 years ago. No dividends paid to shareholders this financial year. Champion of the region's himself, Shane Jones, of course, he's put the boot into Fonterra again, this time saying it's the result of poor management, and it's all the fault of the board and the leadership. He says there's been too much focus on overseas markets, and New Zealand's been neglected. He says he's worried about the future viability of Fonterra. He says we're at peak cow. So how much of it is the previous management? How much is bad investments? Is it the co-op model? Is it just bad luck or bad judgment? Farmers, of course, are only interested in returns. And cooperatives are widely regarded as the best structure for large groups of suppliers. So why isn't it working? Fonterra will be asking itself the hard questions and, more importantly, how to move forward from here. But that doesn't help the farmers right now, does it? They're existing in a climate where there's a lot of debt, a lot of external pressure, on-farm expenses are high, there are lots of new regulations and taxes to keep up with, and this Fonterra loss will only serve to knock farmer confidence further. There don't seem any hard and fast answers for farmers, they have little choice but to carry on, head down, bum up which many will tell you is what they've always done. But it doesn't make this loss any less upsetting for them. In the middle of a tough winter, busy picking up calves and trying to stay on top of all the new measures they need to be aware of this Fonterra announcement comes like a slap in the face. Fonterra is promising to do better but the question is how long can farmers afford to wait?
0: Yeah that's the... um that is a good question. I mean, this is the station of great questions, isn't it? Like, hard questions, complex questions, um, and sometimes we even come up with answers. I mean, for example, I know you've all been wondering, does Barry Sofa have a, have a tattoo? Everybody's been wondering this for so long, and that's why I signed Phil we had to get to the bottom of it yesterday.
3: Just before we get to other serious news, I can't help, I've got to ask you this, Barry. I know what, what you're going to ask,
0: Phil.
2: I know you.
3: Yes. Do you have a tattoo? <laughs> yes.
2: You do. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Well, well, Join was, the club. Well, a supplementary, uh, supplementary question, Mr. Speaker.
3: Where is it, Barry? It's very, very small. What, is it, what does it yeah, say? Yeah, where's your tattoo? What is it and where is it?
1: <laughs> 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 I Touché. knew where
3: you were going with Touché. that one, Barnett. I knew it. <laughs> it's actually, if you
0: really must know, you'll never see yeah. it. Well, I don't see that makes it even worse, <laughs> but it's on
2: my wrist. <laughs> it's on your wrist, yeah.
3: yeah. It's always All covered right. by my watch. Okay, and and is it is it a special. What, what is it? Is it's it a, a design? Special. What it's a special? Yeah. What does the tattoo say, or what is it? It's in another language. Oh,
2: okay. Uh, yeah. well, you're being very cryptic. With what does it
0: say? Look, I'm not airing my personal life on your wonderful show.
2: Okay, it's just a very a personal tattoo that I've got. Okay. No, I'm good on you, well, very good to know. And everybody's delighted you've got a small one, Barry. So now, let, let, let's, let's talk politics uh, for the meantime. How I? Is-
0: if I um, got a tattoo on my wrist underneath my watch, I would get a watch. So, it would look like when I'm not wearing my watch, I was still wearing a watch. That, and that's why a lot of people say, I'm an idiot. And it's hard to, it's actually really hard to disagree. Uh, I mean, if I was to listen back to what I just said just then, or indeed a lot of these podcasts, it'd be hard to, what am I doing? Really. I am Glears FB. <laughs> That's See, I told you, all the big questions. Uh, that has been News Talks been, and I'll be back here with more uh, massive questions like that tomorrow. I don't know if we'll have more tattoo revelations, but it's possible.
1: See you then.